Standard Issues' very first podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the American election. My name's Hannah Dunleavy. If you're here because you read my Donkeys and Elephants column, uh, welcome, old friend. If you're here because you've been drawn here by the brilliance of my two guests, welcome, new friend. And if you're here because you've come back from the future where you walk a scorched earth and you're trying to find answers to what went so badly wrong in 2016, the message is Donald Trump became president. <laughs> to my right, uh, comedian and bona fide American, Kate McCabe. Howdy. Welcome, Kate. Yes, pleasure to be here. Thank you. And on my left, uh, we have... You just had to work it if it was... I did just have to work out. I thought it didn't really matter because we were... <laughs> Nobody can see us, but yes, it does. On my left, we have comedian and bona fide Wonder Woman, Sarah Rankin. Wonder Woman. I love yeah. that. I don't think I'll be wondrous today at all. I think you will. So, the news headlines this week... Hillary Clinton is uh, struggling in the polls against Bernie Sanders, who is the US version of Jeremy Corbyn. Donald Trump was the subject of debate in the Commons after a petition got more than the necessary number of signatures for a debate in Parliament about whether or not Donald Trump should be banned from the country. This was in response to his idea that Muslims should not be allowed to enter America. Of course, uh, there was never any issue of him being banned here, but there was the general joy of seeing somebody call him a wassock in the column. <laughs> Chris Christie, a man who has recently had a gastric bypass, pledged to make school lunches unhealthy again, complaining Woo-hoo! that school lunches, <laughs> un- school lunches under Mrs. Bush were healthy and school lunches under Mrs. Obama have gone downhill oh, as if he thinks that she's actually making them herself. Yeah, she's, she's, she's up at two. Lunch lady, Michelle. <laughs> Buttering bread. Got a harder job than Santa <laughs> providing school lunches for the whole of America. And finally, Sarah Palin has, yeah, you remember her, has decided to come out and back Donald Trump saying that she believes he will be make, he would be a good president which is approximately the same as being told he'd make a good lover by someone who's just tried to stick their cock in your ear. We, we hope she'll see her shadow and retreat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> shortly. So, let's start with Hillary Clinton. Kate McCabe, you saw something interesting this week uh, about why Hillary Clinton is struggling in some of the early primary seats. Yes. Uh, there was a study published by the website Vox, which was focusing on the Iowa primaries. Now, if you don't know much about Iowa... It's perhaps more progressive than you picture. A state right in the middle of America would be that really kind of trades heavily on corn. But uh, it's not the most progressive state. In fact, it's probably a pretty good picture of what middle America looks like. Uh, And what they've kind of determined from those polls, those primary polls that they have there, is that whilst Hillary Clinton is narrowly winning, both in Iowa and nationally, Iowa really captures what we all probably as women suspected, And it's not as much that men don't want to vote for her probably just because of policies or because they absolutely love Bernie Sanders. Men actually just hate Hillary Clinton. Now, I'd like to put a hashtag in there, hashtag not all men, right? As soon as I posted this study, all my liberal male friends were like, that's not why I'm voting for Bernie. I'm not voting for Hillary because of policies. And I'm like, okay, not all men, hashtag, hashtag. But it does, I think, point to something that is uh, something, especially as comedians, Mm. we feel. It's men don't like women that are trying to win. They don't like what it looks like. 
They don't like what it sounds like, and they don't like it when they display qualities that are typically more masculine. And whether that is something that they want to admit out loud, or whether it's something that they're just going to push to the background, that's fine. But we all know it's there. Um, and I do feel that although Hillary is still narrowly winning, she'd be winning by a larger percentage uh, if men didn't have this sort of deep-seated feeling. So, you know, like in sport... Uh men like a woman to win there but is it because it's just against other women <laughs> I yes fine with that I think so I think there are some roles in society that um yeah over time we as as, as a group of people both men and women have been um okay with sort of allowing women to kind of creep into that that sphere or, or sector but yeah okay in a uh, sporting competition you're gonna have women against women a weird example of that once in blue moon a woman is let on to like an American high school football team right and it's kind of like no no, I mean partially because maybe they don't want to see the woman kind of be battered by a bunch of two hundred pound eighteen year old boys. So On oh, a football field. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Well, <laughs> nobody wants to see I that." Don't, I don't know that that's true. Uh, I do feel like I'm, I'm sort of coming off a little stronger than I want to about this. I do realize that there are really savvy men out there who are more progressive, who have a sense of self awareness. And are voting for Bernie on policy issues, and they have legitimate reasons not to like Hillary Clinton. But do you think it's a bit like the X factor? Let's bring it back to stuff I know. Yeah. Uh, it, whereas, if you've got a Scottish uh, candidate for, then don't call them candidates in the X factor. <laughs> candidate all like the it. Scottish people will vote. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, do sure. you think the men are more likely to vote for a bloke? Yeah. Just rather, or is it, is it specifically Hillary Clinton that they hate, or is it just because they don't want to vote for a woman? I think, think I think a lot of it is in the in the places like Iowa is that uh, you're talking about areas that are actually quite white and quite working mm-hmm. class. Whereas she does score well among women, she scores well among um, ethnic minorities, she scores well among the middle classes. Right. So I think it's with that that point that she. Um, Perhaps you're talking about, uh, obviously, hashtag not all men. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're, to- you're talking about, about white men. I think she, she remains popular amongst African-American men, right. I believe. I think she's been, and also, this is something that's plagued her, her whole political career, really, since she was in the national spotlight. I mean, I remember when Bill Clinton was done in for Monica Lewinsky, how even people who may, maybe you think would be sympathetic to Hillary Clinton were really dogpiling on her and sort of being like, oh, she's a shrew, she's a harpy, she's this or that and the other thing, or, you know, really sort of almost holding her accountable for that. <laughs> well, because, because she's not crying on camera. That's why, yeah. isn't it? Because she's not seen to be soft. I think that's the thing. It's sort of like, she's not soft. She has, uh, you know, jagged edges. She's a very keen and sharp and clever woman. And I think that is a big turnoff for some people because it's plagued her, because she is that that perfect picture of that woman that is loathed for basically having the characteristics that are typically um, attributed to men. Mm. They don't like it. They don't like what they see. They won't give her a break. And they certainly have no empathy for her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that, that a lot of the Republicans... Um, are not even really campaigning against each other. They're already taking the primary as an, an excuse to take a pot at Hillary. Mm-hmm. Because the trouble with Bernie Sanders, um, I mean, he, he comes across actually very well, mm-hmm. albeit quite idealistically, which is why I think he kind of comes across as Corbyn. But he cannot be elected by people who would generally vote Republican. He cannot draw people in from the Republicans. Right. If they take out Hillary Clinton from the race, whoever comes off the top, the Republican has a much better chance of winning and becoming oh, okay. president. So, I mean, Donald Trump 
infamously tweeted that thing that said, how could she please a nation when she couldn't even please a man? So sexist. Which so awful. Is, oh, God. It, I mean, it's such as, a low as, blow. As if. But, I mean, as if. Like the ability to to know how many blowjobs is enough blowjobs is actually central to the running <laughs> of a major world economy. How many is enough? At least, exactly. Like one a day. I don't know. <laughs> the imponderable birthday, question. Just birthdays. Just yeah. birthdays. Really? Yeah. Never is enough. <laughs> well, you're, well, we're learning a, a lot about Hannah. <laughs> I think that you're quite right to point out that uh, basically, yeah, he is sort of like I love Bernie Sanders. Yeah. He's a beautiful, majestic unicorn that embodies <laughs> so much of what I believe in, and he might have my vote. You know, yeah. I, I might vote for the guy. Actually, I don't know if I can vote for primaries from the UK. I'm going to find that out. Yeah. I am registered, but uh, Hillary Clinton, her biggest problem is that she is business as usual. Yeah. That, that is what typically a sort of sure thing candidate looks like. Yeah. She, uh, sure, she has, she's taken corporate money, she sort of made maybe some unsavory deals to make things work, she has changed her views politically from time to time, which can be a good thing. You can have a politician that changes their views based on increased knowledge about that subject. Mm. But that is what is also bringing her down. So people that are very pro-Bernie are sometimes using the excuse, legitimately or not, that she is the kind of ugly side of politics. But any other year, you'd be, if, that, if she were in a you know, tie, she's wearing like a suit and tie yeah. and had a penis, I don't think she'd be getting that criticism. I quite agree. Mm. It's interesting because there is another woman in the race as well. You better Tell me hear about Carly Farina, she is in the Republican race. She is, I think they started off with 17 people in the Republican primary. One of them was a woman, which is a fair representation of the amount of women in America, obviously, <laughs> one in 17 people is a woman. You know those 17, did they all say, I'm coming to this quite new, I'm yeah. the, and the lack of knowledge person. Do you think, did all of those 17 people start at the same time? Or did, like, did they all just... No, they, they all generally, in fact, and it got to a point where, the, when they were already 10 people in the race, and more people started well, coming forward, mm-hmm. you thought, really, this is like, it's like, it, it kind of proved the theory that... If a queue gets long enough, it becomes irresistible <laughs> because people just want to know just what's the end. Yeah, I'll have a go at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, why people not? would never have considered it before. <laughs> exactly. Well, if he's having a go, he's shite. I'm going to have a go. <laughs> Santorum's still in the race. You guys know that his last name is a term now. Do you know? Do you want to hear this? It's really yes. gross. Tell me. All right. So Dan Savage is a sex columnist back in America. He started this campaign called like It Gets Better Project. You know, which is like for gay kids. Oh, yes. that yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's really great, but he has a really vast readership. And when Rick Santorum was really sort of campaigning against gays, somebody had the idea to turn his name, Santorum, into something like a gay sex act. Like, what, what is it named yet? And so somebody suggested, why don't we call the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is the byproduct of anal sex, Santorum. And so now, wow. if you look up Santorum on the internet, I think one of the first searches oh. that you will find if not the first search is the definition of Santorum being that is yeah. wonderful and Basically. that is I, you know I, that comes up a lot with me yeah. and I just think I wish there was a word for that yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad so tired of using so many words to <laughs> say this one thing <laughs> all the time daily like daily Santorum. but Carly Farina has openly attacked Hillary Clinton for playing the woman card for calling out criticism and sexism for saying that she is being treated as a woman wow. but Car- Carly Farina Furina, she has, her position is that Margaret Thatcher is the greatest person that's ever lived and that is her, the person that she would like to emulate wow. in politics. And it's interesting because both Furina and, and uh, um, Margaret Thatcher, you could arguably say that they aren't really feminists. What 
they were happy for the advancement of themselves, but whether or not that stretches to well, the rest of us. There's, there's certainly not a um, sort of like we're all in this together kind of yeah. feeling, is there? At school, they give us an essay title, I remember, and it was A Woman's Places in the Home Discuss. And I was like 13 and didn't really have any views on anything. Um, but I remember distinctly there was a part of it where I said that Margaret Thatcher had done well, like because there hadn't been a female uh, prime minister before. But I still didn't agree with anything. And this is like 13. Yeah. I still didn't agree with anything she'd done. But well done her on getting the job. And it's like, <laughs> well, well done her. But I, I don't like her. And I will, you know, yeah. and she, you know, effectively ruined my dad's life by closing all the mics. But still, well done her. So I yeah. still had to, that's the only well done I've ever done to my mother when I was 13. Well, she didn't have, she didn't surround herself with any women, did she? She was. She no. Was, well, she was, a, wasn't she like more of a, a, a man's woman than a, well, she was well, a girl's girl, was she? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. She decided. Mm-hmm that the path to success was to try and replicate the way that men do it rather than to do it in our own way. But partially, apparently, invented Mr Whippy ice cream. So, you know, she really? did have a soft side. A soft scoop side. She, one partially, side. she partially invented Mr Whippy? Well, see, some people... Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> some people argue that this isn't true, but this is what I've read, so I guess we're all reading different things, but I <laughs> just pass it around as if it's true anyway. Uh, she studied science at university and she was one of the team of scientists that invented the machine that pumps the air through the ice cream to create Mr Whippy ice cream. Uh, and yeah, my dad. I told my dad, and he stopped us from having Mr. Whippy for the rest of our <laughs> So yeah, but I did have one recently, and still felt a little bit guilty. Yeah, <laughs> she's dead and everything. But it's I still her felt family bad. benefits yeah. from it somehow. Exactly. Yeah. How um, much of this money goes to her estate? <laughs> but, yeah, did you find yourself that. becoming more and more right wing? Was it vanilla? <laughs> it was very vanilla. <laughs> Modeling herself on Margaret Thatcher, what, why, why, why would you do? Why that? would you do that? <laughs> I, I think I think that's partly, and Kate might be able to tell me whether my supposition is correct. But I think it's partly to do with the fact that America, or a lot of America, is still completely in love with Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher were very close, yeah. and therefore they were portrayed. They as, were like butt buddies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, but also, and that, that can go on record. Because <laughs> you said like, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a very good point that a lot of American, uh, of, of conservative nature, a lot of Americans are still in love with Ronald Reagan. Uh, they see him through sort of like a lens that has Vaseline on it. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I think a lot of Americans don't know what the hell Margaret Thatcher did. Yeah. You know, I think they, they probably know that she was a prime minister over in the UK. They probably don't know that she is vastly unpopular, except, you know, maybe amongst the 1% over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they probably see she done good. She was uh, really tight with one of our legends, Ronald Reagan. So, yeah, we'll all be like her. Because mm-hmm. I, I think Madonna, who you think would know better because she lived in the UK for ages <laughs> and had that fake accent, tweeted something that was kind of like in loving memory of Margaret Thatcher or something like that and for somebody who's a gay icon who is typically viewed as sort of like a progressive sort in America yeah. that I think that showed kind of an ignorance that she really yeah. didn't know what her politics maybe were. she just likes blue suits yeah, maybe. it's quite odd that just because you see a female icon you, you can't immediately go oh this other female icon yeah. let's be pro her you think maybe do a bit of reading first yeah that's why <laughs> when people oh God, when people were giving me grief about sort of like trying to flag up this issue with sort of yeah men sometimes just hate the female candidate yeah. or especially somebody like Hillary Clinton when people were bringing that up with me they were like don't vote with your badge and I'm like I'm not voting I can't do a cross with mine can you do a cross with <laughs> <laughs> I mean I could probably hold a pencil now I'm thinking about that <laughs> 
some good muscles. Say. It's not like I've got like prehensile labia. Yeah. Where you have to vote in the little. Yeah, that's why the things are yeah. there. Yeah. Where it's got the little sides on the desk. Yeah. So yeah. That you can get yeah. shaped like washing machines now, and you just scoot over to the left <laughs> or to the right, depending. No, but it, yeah, it's like I would never vote for a female candidate just by virtue of no. them being female. Of course, you'd have to vote. Basically. And also, I would hope that when, if and when she got in power, if she did, that she would be a president. She wouldn't be a female president. She yeah. would just yeah. be a president. And oh. she would just be as, uh, as good as she could be. Oh, uh, comedian. <laughs> I always think of Smurfette. You know, little Smurfs yeah. and the Smurfettes. And you, you never bought Smurfettes. No. Because they were, I don't know, lesser. And you yeah. Think, so I don't want to buy a comedian. I hate when people call me a comedian. Yeah. Don't even call me a female comedian. Unless you call men comedians male comedians. Yeah, well. male comedian. And the thing about Smurfette is that when she was first introduced... When she was a brunette, she was evil. Like, she was a plant from Gargamel. And then no. when she turned good, her hair turned blonde. Oh, no. What? I love how much knowledge you have of the Smurfs. <laughs> I'm voting Smurfette. <laughs> I can't believe that. But a bleach so, and all the things. Do you think, a when, do you think when Hillary gets in power, her hair's going to go dark? <laughs> I think her hair's going to be white like Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I was just thinking she might be too... She, I, I don't know if she's natural. She she might just be too busy to get her roots done and That's naturally true. go in dark. And yeah. then you would think she was evil. Yeah. It was really just busy, and then, yeah. and then she would get just so much criticized. She would get so criticized for it. Like if she even yeah. looked like a, a slight kind of inch more disheveled. Well, because if you look at anybody when they go into power, and then when they leave power, they always yeah. look like fucked. They're yeah, just oh, Obama looks like Gandalf now. <laughs> Came in looking like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> 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 he's wrecked. But yeah, she she'd not be allowed to age. No, absolutely no. not. Nor sh- nor should any woman. <laughs> <laughs> what am I thinking? I'm right, sorry, everyone. Right, 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 you know the rules. <laughs> Just cover them up. It's interesting because you were talking about X Factor earlier, and you were comparing this to X Factor, yes. and I kind of want to move on to Donald Trump. And the interesting thing about Donald Trump is Donald Trump is conducting his campaign in the style of a reality television program. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much the the use of Twitter, the use of social media, the use of yes. uh, of of just <clears throat> of creating drama, of saying things that are they, so have outrageous. Have they taken him back to his school? And has he, like, you know, like they do an expert, yeah. they have to go back to the school, they have to meet all their old teachers, and all the little kids are like, I don't know who you are. And then they have to, have yeah. to sing a couple of songs. That'd be good. You oh do a couple of covers. Yeah. In his old school. But it, it's, I, I, I think, on a bus with these faces, they have yeah. buses with their faces on the yeah, side. It's exactly the same, oh, same yeah. fact. Oh. The Repub- and the Republican primary, I mean, it's, it's, it's very much like um, expat or Strictly Come Dancing in that there were way too many people at it at the start. Mm-hmm. And the people yeah. who left early Are now, like, yeah, you're like, God, I forgot they were even on it. They're like, they're yeah. going to well, be they, the pointless answers well, of yeah. the future. Bring them back at the end. Yeah, and, and they will do... all do a group number. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. I word <laughs> what Kate's referring to there, if you haven't heard it, is uh, quite phenomenally, terribly, awfully, repulsively, disgusting, painful thing. Honestly, most operations are less painful. Uh, you can watch it online. It's called USA Freedom Kids. Something like that. If you just if you if you went to YouTube and you typed in Trump dancing, you get several results because he recently <laughs> made an appearance on Saturday Night Live and there was a sketch where he was doing Drake dancing. They didn't even get good kids. There's to like dance. three of them and they probably just rehearsed it in the rec room of their house. Well they didn't rehearse it anywhere where they had a podium because they kept going behind the podium <laughs> as you went <laughs> down. The most disappointing thing about it was it was created and choreographed by a Trump fan, a guy called Jeff Popick. 
Sounds like Poppick, as so I quite like it. But Jeff Poppick, who was a full guy on The Fall Guy. No. Yes, he was. Well, that's and, a great fact. Yeah, and he left to get fame elsewhere because obviously, as The Fall Guy told us, there's not much money in that sort of thing. Yeah. But Redford gets all the uh, the praise. So bearing in mind this guy's a stunt choreographer, it was quite upsetting, that's really, that really that's terrible. put on. There could have been at least a burning car. The children were skidding <laughs> underneath or, you know, leaping from a tall building. Some, some choreography, yeah. like fight choreography. Yeah. 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 At yeah. least a dog running up and they had like, you know, when they have those, those sort of big spongy arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, children. <laughs> I would have been clapping in the yeah. background. Those yeah. <laughs> when they were talking about whether they're going to uh, ban them. Uh, I like the words that they used. I know when you mentioned Wazak before, yeah. I've not heard Wazak since, well, probably since it was shouted at me at school. <laughs> I've not heard uh, buffoon is good. But it's like, it just made me realise how hard it is not to sway, isn't they, it? They yeah. really you can the, only say those words. They made the best effort to use the best old British burns <laughs> that they yeah. possibly could. It's not like anybody was like, this guy's a total douchebag. Yeah. Like, oh, no. He is ye old Wazak. Is that fresh one <laughs> but they could have gone proper ITV diehard and called him like a mother funster and things yeah. like that. A monkey maker. Yeah. Well, where we are now with Donald Trump too is so weird because what the Republican Party, so like the, the establishment of the Republican Party has now realized that he is so far ahead in the polls that they have to start throwing their weight between him and the second runner, I suppose, which kind of the guy who's leading uh, or, or trailing Donald Trump closest is Ted Cruz. And so a lot of the Republican uh, establishment guys are trying to think who is the worst possible outcome. And weirdly, uh, it's, it's split. You know, you see uh, there's a conservative publication in America called the National Review. They're throwing their weight behind Ted Cruz, saying he is the lesser of two evils. Please do not put your weight behind uh, Trump. He is, he's a garbage fire. Mm. I'm not quoting them directly. Uh, and then lots <laughs> of other like, uh, like uh, politicians in states like governors and uh, senators are saying, no, 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 we think... Ted Cruz is so heinous that we have to go with this slightly ug- less ugly monster. They are both trolls. They're picking the better the, 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 the difficulty is with that, it, you would think that if you walk into a <clears throat> shop and they offered you 17 flavours, like, there would be one that didn't taste like shit. Mm-hmm. And flavours of politicians, so yeah, it's very different. And it's not the case. I mean, uh, I, it, it, it's difficult to say because you don't, I, obviously, I, I'm, I'm not there, so I don't, I don't know exactly, but I have, I have family in California who are pretty much died-in-the-wall Republicans, and they, I can't Are say... Are you okay? I, they, yeah, they can't, I can't say their names, obviously, because they'll be thrown out of the gun club. But they, they, they say they're going to vote for Clinton because they cannot possibly vote for Good. That's Donald Trump or for, or for Cruz. So that, that's a benefit. What is, what is wrong with Cruz? I don't know anything about him. Well, I mean, the usual sort of climate-denying, abortion-denying... Not oh, abortion, it, it, dying to not. I mean, abortion is clearly a thing, but uh, but he'd rather it wasn't. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, pr- pretty much the tradition. Because he has stereo- a uterus, clearly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know about him. To me, yeah. the most troubling thing about Cruz is that he was born in Canada, which apparently is, is okay. That is troubling. That is troubling. Which, <laughs> which is apparently okay, but I just think, like, can we do with another eight years of, like, was is this person, should this person be yeah. president? Well, After that Trump's, eight years That was Trump's of, That was Trump's game. thing with yeah. the birthers. Of, of Barack Obama mm-hmm. where he basically had to have like a photograph tattooed onto his forehead of his birth certificate before anyone yeah. would think yeah. so I just I think it will be incredibly boring the thing about it is I mean this is the this is the, the you know the roosters and what is it the, the hens come back to roost what's that cliche 
I think the hands have come back to roost. Yeah, yeah, the hands have come back to roost. Basically, this is what they have created. This is these two guys are are their Frankenstein's monsters, the GOP. Because what they've done, Ted Cruz is what they call a Tea Party candidate. So that sounds nice. No, yeah. it sounds <laughs> great, doesn't it? But it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> What's coming around? Sarah Palin was uh, was a Tea Party. It was a, the Tea Party. Or, it's these people that are basically. It's kind of like gun. It's people that think that they have to arm themselves to fight off the federal government. It's people that form militias. It's people that um, get all their news from Fox News. Um, it's there's a fraction basically in the GOP uh, kind of party. So you have like your old people that vote for money issues, right. uh, and then you have your Tea Partiers that are kind of like uh, crazy religious or gun nuts or whatever. And Ted Cruz was really born of that Tea Party movement. So the Republican Party has all these sort of like different levels of um, sort of conservatism right now, from absolute wackadoo to, oh yeah, this is my rich uncle who basically just wants to protect his uh, inheritance taxes and that kind of stuff, and the whole spectrum. But it's so fractured, that's why you have so many of these candidates. And Ted Cruz is really disliked by his own party because he does represent this sort of weird stripe of um, neoconservatism that is the, the... the crazy militia, um, you know, I would speaking in tongues kind of uh, tea partier, which might be a slightly hyperbolic characterization yeah. of him. But as a lesbian know, feminist, I... that's what I see when I'm <laughs> that's, that's interesting because um, to me, the only person that's even vaguely worth a vote in the Republican primary would be John Kasich. There you go. Um, who is actually, although not pro. Gay issues about as close to pro yeah, like as you get in the American election. Yeah, and he is still conservative as conservatives go, but he doesn't look like he would cause um, a global fire. Yeah, you know, it would be sort of like oh, all the progress is going to be maybe slightly eroded. Something else that I wanted to talk about, which is New Jersey's Chris Christie, oh, yeah. who is in the uh, Republican race. Interesting character has uh, made, has taken that pledge. Obviously, that he is going to improve, and by improve, crap up school dinners. <laughs> um, which, like I say, I mean he recently had a gastric bag fitted, which is quite interesting because I have read, and obviously I think it's uh, rather than it's written down in the Constitution, I think it's rather an unspoken rule with Americans that America will never elect a fat president. Ooh, well, not in perhaps not in this day and age, like where uh, social media is so prevalent. Like you can look at the president probably all day long. Yeah, um, we have historically had fat presidents, but that was way back before you could tweet pictures and make fun of people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. when you had to like write a letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like hire a box brownie, or maybe just do a sketch. Yeah, you had to do yeah. like, a political cartoon <laughs> to make fun of the yeah. candidate. <laughs> But it does seem ironic that a man who has clearly struggled with his own weight... Well, has, it's weird um, also, he's going for, like, the 11-year-old demographic. Yeah, yeah why, would you, <laughs> why do you appeal to somebody who can't vote for you? Unless he's trying to get that, you know, junk food lobby, because he wants the free gifts that come along with it. Yeah. <laughs> get paid in Cheetos, which I would gladly do. But also, um, wouldn't it teach kids a lot about, about politics if you let that kid, but that little 11-year-old kid that misses pizzas at school, oh. that's been told, you'll get pizzas back. Yeah. Uh, if I get in power wouldn't that be great that would be a great lesson if he then got in power because that kid helped vote him in and then the, as all politicians do the politician go, the Chris Christie goes like ah and then just gives him salad because that's, <laughs> that's basically politics in it the hardest it's, lesson to learn yeah, yeah. well delivered funded by the Tomato yeah. Foundation or whatever you know it's, it's, it feels a harsh lesson that kids should do with, could do with learning I think um, a lot of schools often have like mock elections as well where kids get to learn about the kind of political process yeah. so that would be great and uh, he's done a great job in sort of getting kids riled up but what I think 
he wants is he probably wants kids to get so excited about his campaign that they do their own little dance for him. Yeah, oh, sugar rush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come out and dress as little cupcakes and yeah. pizza slices. <laughs> but they can't lift them, though, because they're too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Name my child Hoagie. <laughs> but Michelle Obama actually had quite a great comeback to it. She said that I think Chris is wonderful and I think his family are, but obviously he is aware of the... Uh, Problems of adult obesity, so I thought it'd be more sympathetic nice. to children. Nice, you do. Which I thought was, was, a, was a good answer. I mean, she's actually made quite an achievement with doing this because when Jamie Oliver went to America in an attempt to approve mm. their school lunches, he came back crying. <laughs> we are awful people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they chased him off with a stick. They but, put a turkey twizzler stick. <laughs> yeah, quite. There's, um, there's a real kind of uh, type of person. This These people that would complain about Michelle Obama kind of putting carrot sticks onto, you know, lunch yeah. plates at school are those type of people that really, really hate what they would call kind of government overreach. Like, you can't tax our big gulp sodas. How dare you, you know, try to take our choices away or yeah. make it more expensive for me to destroy my body. And it's like, <laughs> well, I think it is good to have regulation. I think it is good to sort of promote the healthiest behavior. It's a government that cares. Nobody's making junk food illegal but he's, Michelle Obama's talking about publicly funded schools, you know? So if you are spending your money to help these schools run, of course you want the kids to have a good meal at the schools instead of some crappy, you know, uh, sugar fuel nightmare. I'm not yeah. saying don't give them cookies at the end of their lunch, yeah, but, you it's know, bad. just make it better. Wait, when I, I had school dinners for a brief time, and uh, it was during the minor strike, back to Mar- Margaret Thatcher. And, uh, thanks. <laughs> but we got seconds that me and one of the girl who ha- who were uh, minors kids or work- whose dads worked down the pit we got seconds uh, and cuddles off the dinner ladies because they felt bad because it was like our basically our meal of the day we didn't really get much at home because uh, there wasn't any money but I ate things at school dinners like I used to try stuff and when I was a kid I never tried anything so my mum mm. would like try this and I'd be like oh, I don't want to and then at school because I was more confident I suppose in just trying things I ate food there that I'd never seen before and I've never seen since. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think, I, and it was clearly unhealthy, but I think this is what the carrot sticks are because kids are like, I don't even know what it is. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, this is the sort of stuff kids should be eating, but they haven't seen it before and they might not see it when they leave school, but at least give them that little period of life when they've been healthy for you a short while. Your, you can have your breakfast, you can have your uh, dinner at home where, you know, the sort of, the options, of course, are just what is there in the house, but there yeah. are a lot of kids that they can't, because healthy food is more expensive in America, yeah. it's the rubbish that's cheap. So get the healthier food in at least at that one period in the day, so at least they're getting a couple servings of vegetables or fruit yeah. or whatever. And I don't know if you're like, but if I've had like a smoothie on the morning, then mm-hmm. I think, I'm going to have all the fuck I like for the rest of the day. Because exactly. <laughs> I've had at least two portions of fruit and some milk. I'm happy. <laughs> Innocent allows me to have, um, I don't know, like a, a lunch built around crap things that come in. Like snack size bags, you know, or just no cutlery, just anything yeah. where you don't have to have cutlery, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah, you can feel really quite righteous. I yeah, think that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would eat food that only came out of a bowl personally. Yeah, it's just uh, sometimes all you need is a spoon. Yeah, Chris Christie makes bad decisions. Yeah, oh, in fact, I was, uh, I was saying this recently. I, I, I have a thing about office because uh, they use their tummies as a dining room table. <laughs> and I just think there's something incredibly appealing about the otters. They, ah. So they swim backwards and they just put their food on their tummy and they just eat off. 
I don't do that purposely, but that's often where I find food later on. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I don't actively make it a dinner table. <laughs> yeah. But I do often go, oh, and well, find a little bit of food I, I, went to the, I went to the cinema on Monday, and this is how it, it came, really, because it was cause it was quite fancy, the cinema. It had some seats that you could go back in. And, of course, popcorn you end up wearing anyway. So yeah. we were just sort of lying there, covered in popcorn. Nice. In a sea of popcorn, <laughs> on, eating it off our otter bellies. It was, <laughs> on it was a recent Saturday, I found, like, midway through the day... A Cheeto, which is an American, like, cheese kind of crunchy thing. I found a Cheeto in the feedy part of my onesie. <laughs> so that's like... I was just having a day off playing video games. I was like... Dur, 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 dur. I was walking around and I heard a crunch. Did you eat it? I did not. Uh, yeah. I well, it hadn't even gone on the floor. It was still within your clothes. That's true. Yeah. It's like it was the three second rule, but much better. I had to take the onesie off, which was annoying, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I had to like, shake the cheek. Oh, off. you couldn't just. Is it not wide enough that you can kind of work your way down through a leg? And I didn't try. Um, oh, I would have tried that. Anything to avoid having <laughs> to take it all off. You're an inspiration. Yeah. You are welcome. So, moving on from Cheetos to, uh, to beer, Mike. Huckabee, who is actually my least favourite person in this entire election. Wow, that's saying something. I find him to be completely and utterly repulsive. Recently uh, said, has come out and said that he's never drunk beer, uh, largely because he doesn't like the smell. Although he has also said in the past he's not a fan of drinking in general. Um, he's not a fan of gay marriage either. Um, in fact, he recently he did say that um, trying to uh, get, getting him to accept gay marriage was like trying to make a Jewish person eat bacon fried shrimp. And he said that uh, that um, he doesn't mind drinking and he doesn't mind swearing. Other people do that stuff. He won't do that stuff. But he has friends around him who do that stuff. So I live in hope. Fun friends. <laughs> I, I live in hope yeah. that one day one of them will get drunk and call him a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst. You are you are quite and right. And is it because of the drinking that you think he's the worst or because of the lack of drinking or because of other things? I, I think it's because probably of all the candidates he's like the most smugly religious and he's like hateful in his religion. Because uh-huh. like as a, as a gay person like yeah. he has actively kind of campaigned against... Well, the, and the worst kind of gay yeah. person a woman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's true. A woman and a gay person. I don't know how they, get, they might not let you back into well, the country. He doesn't like the smell of, he doesn't like. He hasn't tried because he doesn't like the smell of it, right? So yeah. he doesn't. That's why he said he's never tried it. I mean, that's why he Same thing with gay sex. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't like the smell of gay sex. So he hasn't tried it. Smells aren't the same as In this country, though, we. But, <laughs> Beer is like goes hand in hand with being a man of the people. It's quite an, an interesting sort of. Uh, I would want to use the word dichotomy, but I don't know if that's the correct word to use. Thank you for saying dyke in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it is also um, in America. There's a big thing. You vote a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people will vote for the candidates that they would want to have a beer with. Yeah, that's sort of a thing. You you vote for G W Bush because he's the kind of guy you would like to go down and have a beer with. And that is, well, Mike Huckabee, you are not going to get that vote of dumb dumbs who just but does that, drink. Is it the beer? Is it, he doesn't drink at all? Or is it just beer? Is he like purely a shot? No, I, I, is he I, like a wine spritzer? No, or? I think he doesn't drink much. I think it's one of his. What, one what of those, does he drink, though? One, what I, is his tipple? Just like only Bacardi breezes. I, angel, <laughs> angel tears. Are you sure he's not like that? Angel yeah. tears. He's, he's very, very, very pro gun. Very pro gun. Oh, so see, I don't I know what do they drink at the gun range. Nice to go gay hunting when they're yeah, <laughs> yeah when they're firing off. Yeah, you can't just have pop when you're firing guns. No, you can't. You? Now I think probably if I had to, if we all had to guess what Mike Huckabee has in his liquor cabinet, I would say he probably has like a bottle of bourbon for guests. And also Mal- for yeah. showiness. Malibu from a holiday. Malibu yeah. for his personal his personal taste. <laughs> yeah. And probably like holy wine. 
See, I don't really drink, and you trust me. That's interesting. I do, but you also are quite happy to sit in the room with a lesbian, which Mike Huckabee wouldn't. So, and yeah. I, we and don't you know smell that. amazing. You smell amazing. <laughs> what can I say? Thank you. <laughs> it's um, Cheeto. I've <laughs> <laughs> been rolling in. <laughs> so, Fun this has been talking about this, I thought we might end with a little quiz. Oh, great. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. You said great, and I said, <laughs> oh, God. I love achieving. I love achieving at things I'm okay at. Let's talk about Sarah Palin before we go on to the quiz that I've okay. planned at the end. Why is Sarah Palin in the news? Uh, oh, okay, so revisiting, uh, like I said earlier, um, Sarah Palin uh, has come out in support of Donald Trump, which is hardly surprising, although she did previously support Ted Cruz, mm. um, which uh, Kate has explained to us is to do with the uh, the Tea Party. Yes. Um, I love a tea party, but I think I've got it They're wrong. ruining yeah. it, aren't they? They're not <laughs> ruining it. <laughs> I think it comes from the Boston Tea Party, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 But, um, so just from, like, afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, I think people join the Tea Party because they have the misunderstanding that there would be cake. Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, the, the ultimate horror idea is that Donald Trump wins the nomination and he takes... Sarah Palin, not along with Vice President. Of course, that's yeah. The, but don't you, every time, every time I see Sarah Palin, I just think it's Tina Fey. I just mm, yeah. <laughs> and I get like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love the, Tina Fey. You just you want her to have more work, so that's yeah. why you're sort of like, it's okay if you want to show up every once in a blue moon to yeah. say something batshit crazy. Just get on the news, do a yeah. thing, and then we'll get something fun on SNL. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, Tina Fey, not Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Palin, in, in many ways, Sarah Palin is the really reason that Donald Trump exists, because she was the first person who came out with this idea of, I am an outsider, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people, I am completely different. So we do have got the phenomena of Trump, we, and we can blame that And he's pleased that she's... Oh, they're in some kind of, like, double Me? wank, like, death spin <laughs> out of joy, <laughs> you know, just going for a Double wank and death spin <laughs> is my favourite gay sex position. <laughs> 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 Absolute, yeah, mutual mm-hmm. masturbation, really joy of uh, being together. I mean, see, I watched that with the little girls dancing in front, oblivious <laughs> of what was going on behind them. <laughs> well, see, interestingly, the Democrats had a primary, uh, had a not a primary, they're having a primary. They had a um, a debate, a televised debate, and absolutely nobody watched it because a, it doesn't have people saying outrageous things, and b, it was on Saturday night. So. Yeah, it's dealing with boring realism. Yeah. Whereas, look, you know, we were talking before. It is basically the Republican candidacy uh, battles are they're just. A circus train on fire. Yeah, um, and Sarah Palin is, I think, causing some damage, which is reassuring. But she is also creating even higher levels of excitement for some people, which is so horrifying. Yeah. They describe her um, kind of uh, endorsement of him as kind of like an alphabet soup. You know, she does have this kind of word salad approach to public speaking where she just like, hockey mom, Rottweiler, yeah. America, Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so she basically has like a list of buzzwords that she mm. has to say before her, you know, seven minutes is up. Yeah. She gets all of them in there, even if they make no sense. Well, I th- I, that's kind of what Trump's been doing, isn't it? Like yeah. every time he says, like when he came out and said that he thought that uh, North Korean dictator had some, had some things you could respect him over because... He'd gone about suppressing his people in a really efficient fashion. I mean, there's, there's no knocking that. And you kind of wonder whether he's using some kind of internet-based random insult generator to just throw out three words and then just create a policy from around that. And that, that next week it's going to be, if you get bitten by a black dog, it's like worse than if you get bitten by a white dog. Oh, or yeah. or <laughs> some nonsense like that I've just thrown out. It's quite terrifying. It is. Are you worried about it? 
You have to live there, we don't. I know. You don't have to live there. No, you I know. don't. Can, can we keep you? <laughs> well, it'll, it'll, if, if he's president, it will make my life over here harder. I mean, I've been lucky that the last seven or eight years I've lived over here, we've had Barack Obama as president, and that means that I don't have to put a Canadian sticker on my backpack. That <laughs> 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 I can live as an American openly and sort of even be sometimes proud of it. Um, it will make it harder for Americans living abroad if we have a super dumb, shameful president. It, yeah, again, it won't <laughs> be the first time, <laughs> and it won't be the last. Uh, but I would really like somebody that we can respect as a, as a, as the world over. Yeah, so I am afraid of it, and I and I don't want it to happen. He is a great fear monger, and he is managing to instill fear of him in me. I'm not afraid of what he's afraid of. Yeah. I'm afraid of him being in power. Yeah, yeah. which is the worst. Great answer. Thanks. Is that the quiz? Yeah, Did I win. Did that was it. Hang on. <laughs> I didn't even know I was competing. <laughs> I, I, I can't vote for him because I'm not from America. So no. do, yeah. But if you had to vote for someone, if, if, if for example, we were allowed to vote, a vote I would do a lot more reading first. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more spot, than though. most people who um, yeah, that's true. Uh, are that's voting true. for Trump, to be honest. Maybe the school dinner guy, let's do that. <laughs> I'm still going to put I still like chips, what can I say? I still live in hope slightly that, that since like Trump is, I mean, a reality television star and he's going to come conducting his campaign like that, that the same thing that happens in reality television programmes might yet happen here, mm. which is the general public picks up on something, like, say, Anne Whitcomb, or, you know, that guy that was really useless in X Factor, was he called Wagner? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to have to narrow that down because it's quite a lot of <laughs> And they pick up on that, and they become determined that that is who they will select, mm. and they will select. And the more people like the media or experts get involved and say this is a mistake that they become more determined and then about three weeks before the end they suddenly think oh fuck and doesn't deserve to, yeah, to yes. do strictly come dancing and all jump ship so I wonder I live in hope that that will happen there'll be a point at which people like realise the emperor's not wearing any clothes and that it probably matters and I really but. hope that they bring all of those early candidates back and do uh, a dance number. That is the best idea. That's when you remember that they exist. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember Bobby Jindal? <laughs> oh, my God, there's Lindsay Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous about the quiz. Crack you on. are. Okay, so I thought I'd make it chuffles. Uh, and we're going to, today's quiz is going to be about Martin O'Malley. Okay. It's about him? It's about Martin O'Malley, yes. Uh, who, if you've all just said who at home, the point is precisely, Martin O'Malley is the third horse in the two-horse race that is oh, the Democratic yeah. primary. Is he a donkey? Is he uh, well, at, what, mm, is actually, he's a, he is a donkey. I mean, he's a Democrat. He's so a Democrat, he's, so yes, he's, he's, a, he's a donkey. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so somewhat of a stallion, I think. Yeah, um, he's handsome. <laughs> is he? Yeah. yeah. He's handsome, yeah. But yeah. Can we get a picture? I know it's a, <laughs> okay, it's a podcast. Can we get a picture? <laughs> so I know who I'm talking about. I'm very young and handsome. Young and handsome? Oh, I didn't know that was your type. No, not really. No, how, how no, no, we're not really as in young, as in young in the fact oh, that young he's in... not 73. Okay. He's like, like 52, which is young for politics. Well, so I suppose so, yeah. American politics. I'm going to find the beach pic of him. Right, this, is, this stuff we're cutting out, obviously. Aw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you could uh, Google along at home. There yeah. he is. I mean, that guy looks, looks good, right? He does yeah. look good. Yeah. Is it because he's moving that he's got one <coughs> breast slightly bigger than... I mean, we all have I one hope breast so. slightly bigger. I hope that is why, though. Here's, there he is. Why? Does he ever wear clothes? Or is, is... Yeah, I think this is a strategy, really. Is it's working for you. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm gay. Oh, no. oh, even, I'm not even one to get up on. That's like such a pose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like... Anyway, I suppose we should continue. <laughs> okay, so today's quiz is about Martin O'Malley. 
Uh, so I've got five true or false questions for you. Okay, number one. Uh, Martin O'Malley was one of the inspirations for the character Frank Underwood, as played by Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. True or false? I have never heard of Martin O'Malley and I have never seen House of Cards. But I am confident that that is true. <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting that I want it to be true. Yeah, let's say true. Okay, it's actually false. Damn it. Oh. However, <laughs> you're such you're a good so leader. Confident. I, I followed you right there. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> your instincts are right, Kate, because um, he was. Uh, my instincts as well. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> it's good that we're not competitive, isn't it? He wasn't the inspiration for Frank Underwood. He was actually the inspiration for Tommy Carchetti, the mayor of Baltimore in The Wire. Yes, because uh, he was oh, the mayor of. He uh, was the mayor of Baltimore. Well, I only yeah. got one episode in the wire. I fell asleep. I'm sorry, everyone. No, I didn't finish it either. So oh, you're amongst it's friends. Some men talking. We're definitely cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone, anyone who is interested in the wire, um, there is uh, David Simon has uh, written quite extensively on what Martin O'Malley's reaction was when he uh, was told that he was going to his character was or he was <coughs> going to appear as a character in the wire. Um, Obviously, time issues and law issues mean that I can't go into that here, but if anyone wants to read up on it, it's really interesting. Yeah. Hey, number two. Yeah. Martin O'Malley is, as well as being uh, running for president, he is also the lead singer in a Baltimore-based Celtic rock band. This is for sure true. I am going to say true, just because I'm naturally quite a positive person. Okay, it's, <laughs> it, it is true. They are called O'Malley's March. Uh, he also plays the lead guitar and the banjo. Who holds the ends, like the necks of them while he's twanging away? That's quite impressive to be doing them both <laughs> at the same time. Have you seen them? I've, I've seen pictures of him rocking oh. out. Uh, but, and, you know, Zane's left One Direction. They, you know, if he doesn't mm-hmm. take this, Possibly. he could. He's very... Does he wear a shirt while he's in the band? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah, good, he it's does. good that he has clothes. I was worried about him for a yeah. second. I think it's one of those kind of like pub rock kind of bands, you know. Like okay. a lot of Americans who have Irish heritage are like super yeah. proud of their Irish heritage. And then like... Oh, I, th- I think it's like pub band. covers yeah. type oh. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. oh, and also, he's not going to be present, so he's got a job open for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three. Obviously, we've established he lives in Baltimore. <clears throat> but we say Martin O'Malley lives in the same house... Previously occupied by famous Baltimore native Edgar Allan Poe. What? That's cool. I'm going to say false because I have said true twice. Okay, that's that's good logic. It's good reason. That that, that is actually a good test strategy. So for you, I've got tactics. I'm, I'm going to use one of my of logic before, which is I want it to be true. So please okay. say yeah, true. I kind of want it to be true, but it's not. It's oh, false. Well done. Well done. Point to Sarah. Yeah, whose just, house does he live in? Just somebody else. Just somebody else. Edgar Allan Poe, of course, famously found dying in the street wearing somebody else's trousers, which is how I'd like to go. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Not true, but I'm just going to shout it. <laughs> okay, number four. Martin O'Malley's real name is Thomas, but he changed it because it's also the name of a character in the artist. I also want that to be true. He looks like he should be called Thomas. That has got to be false. That is such bullshit, Hannah. I'll have to check out my poker face. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed bullshit. I made that oh, up. You're so winning. It's three to Sarah and one to Kate. Oh, Gosh, that is, she can't even is, put it back. Number is it five. Me? No, is it? Wow. I'm so surprised. I'm sorry. I, I think, think I have to give you my American citizenship after this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. That's what we call Indian living. <laughs> Number five. O'Malley played himself in the film Ladder 49 
for which he received payment of 650 See, this is a tricky one, because it could be that he played himself in it, but that he didn't get paid, and that would still technically be false, because you're a tricky trickster, Hannah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say that exactly as you said that is false. Straight down the line, true for everything. It is true. <laughs> and he donated the money to a Baltimore firehouse. Oh, so, final score is... England, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. America, zero. You, England you. has always been smart. Oh, sorry, America, two. What was I thinking? Oh, was I it? got carried away. <laughs> <laughs> can we bring that back? Can that be the thing that we've learned today, that we yeah. can bring the word Wazak back? I think that's all we've got time for. Thanks very much to my two brilliant guests today, Sarah Millican. Yay. And Kate McKay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much to the Frog and Bucket in Manchester for having us, and Kath Hughes for her technical expertise. I've been Hannah Dunleavy. This has been the first Standard Issue podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Tiny disclaimer, this has all just been opinion, so don't get too head up about it, okay, pets? Mm-hmm.